Call Me By My Rap Name, Chicago MC Pat Battle is bringing danger back to hip-hop. Today he joins me in the studio so we can get to know him and what makes his music so special. Pat Battle, welcome to Vocalo. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, what you're bringing to the hip-hop table, but I want to take it back to the beginning. Let's talk about how you got started in this rap game. Where in Chicago are you from, first of all? I'm actually kind of from nowhere and everywhere. I've moved around quite a bit in my youth. I've spent the majority of my childhood in Forest Park, which is a west suburb of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I've moved around maybe 20, 25 times though. So I've spent time in Hanover Park, the west side of Chicago, Rogers Park, what have you. I would say I first got into hip hop. My involvement with hip hop began at age 13. Mm -hmm. I started writing rhymes at 13. Uh, I actually had a project in an eighth grade literature class (laughs) and um, it was supposed to be um, just poetry. And I took so long writing my poems, which essentially became my first raps that, you know, I ended up writing past the due date. And when I got the project back, I had so much extra credit from the amount that I had written (laughs) that I ended up getting an A. So from that, I kind of just kept writing and trying to sharpen my, my lyrical abilities over time. What was going on when you were 13? Who was on the radio? Who were you listening to? Oh, wow. So on the radio at the time, probably it was like a lot of Nelly, Jay-Z, of course, Eminem. And my involvement with that is I'm very much influenced by Eminem. Mm-hmm. And this was during the Internet age. So sure. when I tried to download Eminem songs, it's kind of how I discovered underground rap because <laughs> all yeah. the LimeWire labels were up. exactly <laughs> exactly so you you are, are learning from uh, arguably one of the best lyricists to ever pick up a microphone you're mm-hmm. at a very uh, sponge-like age for music appreciation things are just settling yeah. in so now you're you're 14 you're in high school mm-hmm. uh, back in my day kids mm-hmm. would battle rap each other in the hallways were you pat battle dangerous MC as a freshman in high school. (laughs) I absolutely was. You know, going into high school, I made it up in my mind that I wanted to be known as a battle rapper. I think that's around the time that 8 Mile came out. So obviously everyone my age just went crazy over that as well as the soundtrack. Oh, sure. And so... Mom's um, spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I would just kind of freestyle in the lunchroom at times, and then other people would want to battle me. And, you know, we weren't that great, but we tried. And um, just my high school experience in general was very interesting. I went to uh, Glenbart South in Glen Ellen, which is um, out further in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, that experience definitely had an impact on me as a creative person. I experienced a lot of direct racism through, oh, sure. from the... Uh, student body and faculty at times Mm. so I suppose that hip-hop was my it was my outlet you know Mm -hmm. for me to kind of get some things off of my chest because I didn't know how to communicate what I was going through at school to anyone at home or any um, viable authority figure yeah the nomadic lifestyle that you led as a young person must have allowed you to pick up muses from different parts of the city and suburbs, a lot of different influences. Yeah, absolutely. So I've spent 
the majority of my life living in the suburbs, going to majority white schools. I consider myself someone who operates pretty fluidly within the quote-unquote white world. However, you know, the trials and tribulations of black life do not end at the city limits, you know. I know a lot of people in my life and my family who've been shot and killed, people who've been incarcerated. And um, I think I'm able to bring something to a white audience from a black experience Mm. because I spend a majority of my time communicating with white people. And I feel that sometimes MCs are kind of pigeonholed in this corner where, like, they can only communicate to people of their own generation. Mm. And that's fine, but I want to I talk to people who I feel aren't being talked to about my experience. Yeah. And who are those folks? White America, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like this album is um, like a scream. It's a scream to liberal white America about some of the things that I've experienced as a black male in America. I'm a freaking American man known as the Negro. Peace in the Lagos. You keep the A, don't let go the ego. In search of Halo, straight up your A-hole stat through the O-ring past the crack. I'll pass on the master's hat Cause needless to say I'm beautiful I'm Jill Hopkins You're listening to Vocalo Joining me in the studio is Chicago MC Pat Battle Your mission is to make rap dangerous again Which looks great on a hat But <laughs> when do you think it stopped being dangerous? I don't think you can pinpoint it exactly I think that Over time, just the language in rap has been watered down. Even the production in rap has been watered down. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like this laid-back, lazy approach to the genre. Mm -hmm. I I saw a meme that kind of made a lot of sense to me on the internet the other day. It was um, someone was saying, I used to listen to music by drug dealers. You listen to music by drug users. Oh, snap. (laughs) How do you bring this danger back? While still appealing to rap fans who've maybe been lulled into complacency by, like, pop rap. Profanity. (laughs) I'm a very, very huge, huge advocate of profanity. Not in the sense of just using it for the sake of using it. Mm -hmm. I think it can be used very effectively. I'm the type of rapper who believes that every single word that you write and that you record and you perform, every single word counts. Mm -hmm. And so when I use any word, you know, like when I do say it's it's to emphasize like a a passion or a a rage behind my Mm -hmm. words, an appropriate rage, you know. I, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, David Simon and The Wire, and there's a quote that he had from one of his uh, speeches, and he said, um, rage is the only appropriate response to some of the things that are going on today in the world politically and socially. And I, I really do believe in that. And so as a musician, if I'm feeling as a black man in America this, this rage that I, I cannot articulate in my day-to-day life, what other appropriate platform is there for that? Pass at it again, making white folk mad in a panicky bin. Best of luck if I had a wouldn't give it up for uh-uh. the feelings of the children of the ones who gave the whippings. I'm mother black and I'm mother proud. Mother black. Can you see me now? Your reign on the top just stopped. He's privileged. And it should be a given that I'm living my opinion. But you're quite livid. Why you didn't get it? I'm sorry, can't relate. I got a lot up on my plate. I exist in a space where my case to exist is a pace and a skip to the grave from the crib. And it's not your fault if an ancestor And with the way the world is set up right now, you would think that there'd be a lot more rage being depicted in a lot of people's arts. But there seems to be a shortage of, of yeah, protest music. Yeah. There seems to be a shortage on legitimate 
anger reasons, not just because toxic masculinity, I'm just mm-hmm. mad at women, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like, I'm mad at the world at large and the way it treats people that look like me. I'm mad at the world at the right. way it treats women. I'm ra- mad at being marginalized and being unheard. And somehow that doesn't seem to translate into a lot of art. Uh, mm-hmm. Why didn't you decide to go that way and just make stuff that would fill a dance floor and sell records and not express who you are raging inside? I would say because I... I think later in my life, after I've done all the things that I'm going to do, I would probably end up considering myself a writer before a musician. Mm -hmm. Given my experiences in the past, I've always wanted to articulate those through writing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, writing a book or getting an essay published is such a tedious and long process that when I did get into hip hop, I was developing my writing skills at the same time. So Mm -hmm. I figured, hey... Hip-hop may be the easiest and quickest way for me to say the things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I don't have time to waste on any song. You know, I, yeah. I do have rhymes that are funny, but they're still, they're still poignant. And I do have rhymes that are, are, are very abrasive and, you know, I will admit questionable to some. I'm always willing to debate with anyone about those. Even though, ironically, the album feels like a shut the f*** up and listen album, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wanted to, I do want it to incite conversation. Yeah. to be dead and I don't like to be fed that liberal bull all lives matter I'm sorry what's the matter I've lost my place in this great American novel I missed the part on white plight but what do I know the burden of a man determined by his hands and the pigment that is in him it wasn't my invention this is Vocalo I'm Jill Hopkins joining me in the studio MC Pat Battle I love art as a conduit to conversation I love art as a reaction to current events but what happens if Somebody that you actually do like gets to be mayor or president. What do you write about that? Um, like if things sort of magically turned okay. around. I'm very glad that you asked that. So a large portion of the album was written and recorded before Trump took office. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that it was written with the assumption that Hillary would become president in mind, for yeah. me at least. So I wrote it as a kind of statement on this idea that good and evil are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. That's a false dichotomy. You know, the reason that I wanted to make something at that time that would kind of like, you know, communicate to liberals, you're not perfect, is that I I, I did become privy to the uh, super predator comment that Hillary made. Yeah. You know, and that cut deep. And, you know, I was alive in the 90s. I remember yeah. my cousins in other family members being like victims of the drug trade and mass incarceration. I was mm-hmm. there, you yeah. know? And so for me to make music with, you know, the false pretense of some savior taking office that I approve of being like the end all be all to all of our problems is just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Even when Obama was in office, you know, I respect Obama as a black man. I think him becoming president was an amazing thing and it did so much for a lot of us just emotionally and mentally. But still, you know, what is he president of? Yeah. The United States. Mm-hmm. What do we know about the United States? <laughs> it ain't never been great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I want people to say, like, let's make America great for the first time ever. Yeah. And that also reminds me of, you know, like, for instance, during like a State of a Union address with any president. At the end, they would say, like, 
God bless the United States of America. Like, I don't have a nationalist bone in my body. It's yeah. like, God bless the planet. We're all here on the same rock, you know? It's just weird, arbitrary boundaries. Now, the album is called Call Me By My Rap Name, and it's out now, and I imagine that it was such a huge labor of love, and now that it's, like, out, you're, it's your baby, it's out here taking steps into the world. Mm-hmm. So now what? Do you do you feel ten pounds lighter? Are you going to take another little break, or are you gonna are you hitting the ground running in twenty nineteen and make sure that people know your rap name well enough to call you by it? Yeah, I think I'm gonna hit the ground running. Um, as far as just making more music, you know, I do when I can. Mm-hmm. However, I want this album to be a uh, platform for me to get more resources. I do want music management. I do want funding. I know that if I have the proper people and the proper resources around me. I can do way better than this album. I think this album was okay for me, yeah. honestly. You know, mm-hmm. it took a long time for me to make, and I, I put my all into it. But I know that if I can focus on music primarily and not have any other things to worry about, I know that I can I can do some amazing things. We're happy that it's out, and we think it's more than okay. <laughs> we want to get uh, the info out. We're going to share all of this on our socials. It's patbattle.bandcamp.com. Com. Thank you so much for joining me. We know uh, 2019 is going to be a great year for you. We can't wait till you come back. All right. Thank you so much. Now, I got some fame in the purse. I got some folks in the hood. From the west side to the wood. Auntie said, give me some shugs. Mama and them did what they could. We got the Smith and the Jones. Skinny and made on their bones. In all available tones. Most of us hung up our lungs. Few of us got us a home. Some of us fuck with the rhymes. Some of us murdered and gone. A lot of us done us some time. All of us grind. From nine to five. All of our lives. And a surprise.